Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're going over all of those reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite the Third, And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into secrets and sisterhood. Today we're going to be discussing the penultimate episode, episode nine, Goodie Bags and Bad Vibes. Yes. <laughs> Real bad vibes, real quick. Real bad vibes. And for the first time in a very long time, Meredith and I are here together in person at Meredith's house. We haven't recorded in person in a very long time. It's been a really long time. Yeah, it has. <laughs> Let's hope this is recording properly. Um, do we have any house cleaning today? Um, I don't think so. I have not really been posting on X slash Twitter because I feel like no one's really on it anymore. Um, I've been sticking to the Instagram, and people don't really respond to stuff on Instagram, so no. I yeah. Don't. Nope. I got nothing. I feel like I saw a news item about a Hills-adjacent person. Although, real quick, I just pulled up our Instagram to check. Yeah. And it's a video of Kelly Catrone um, looking like an amazing hag, and I'm very here for it. I Her her gram is great. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was news about a Hills person, and maybe it will occur to me as we're recording, but I don't Well, remember. one thing that we need to talk about is that Whitney Port apparently is spending a ton of time in D.C., and I mean, like, weeks at a time. Yeah. And how did we not know this? And, like, I didn't even notice it on the Instagram, because I'm never on it, until after she'd already left. She even said the hotel she was staying at. Like, when she comes back, we're stalking her. She went to the same skincare salon as me. Oh, she did? So, well, the woman who owns the salon does tons of celebrity facials. Like, she goes out to, like, the Emmys and does, like, a bunch of facials yeah. before the red carpet or whatever. She's fancy. I don't see her, obviously. <laughs> I see someone who I've been seeing for a long time who now works there. I missed Chelsea Handler by, like, 30 minutes when I went oh, in October. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, if you, like, either walked in or walked out and Whitney was just sitting there and I would die. I would die. I... I feel like I would say something just like of reflexively. Course. I'd be like, oh my God, hi. Yeah, I totally would. <laughs> yeah. Now they, my, my woman won't tell me like everybody they get in there, but I've tried to push her on it before. And I'm like, who comes in here? What do, who do you have for me? Well, they probably have to sign NDAs. Well, no, they actually, they Instagram a lot of people after the fact. So they'll say like, oh my God, thank you so much, Whitney Port for coming in yesterday. Yeah. So they do things like that, but <clears throat> Um, my woman said, well, we get a lot of DC people in here, I guess I'll say. And I said, I was like, are you telling me that Michelle and Jill come in here for their facials? Is that what you're telling me? Is this Michelle Obama getting, getting polished up? Um, it can also be Marjorie Taylor Greene or any other kinds of horrible people. The way she had a pleasant look in her eye though, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> at my salon, when the former president first became president, um, Pence's daughter used to come into our salon. There's nothing you can do. You no, can't be like, not. gross, get out of here. And also, I wouldn't want to be judged up my parents. Like, that's no. not very cool. No. Um, but it was not exciting, and we did not post about it anywhere, because we were like, yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Anyway. Oh, the other Hills thing is Heidi was releasing new music, and she's dropping songs, like, left and right. Like, yeah. it's going to be hot. If she comes in concert, we're going, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to start pushing for that. I'm going to start messaging Spencer, be like, please, please bring her to D.C., have to yeah oh my god shake the gay phone tree yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen our book club can help spread the word maybe oh for sure yeah for sure for sure all right maybe that was it and maybe i saw something about like brody or linda thompson or something i don't know but i'm sure if it was linda it was elvis related i was gonna say perform 
Uh, or it was, maybe it was someone's birthday. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, not important. <laughs> yeah, they all have birthdays. Are you ready to start this quote-unquote penultimate episode? I am ready. Okay. I don't feel like I have a lot of notes today either because so many of these scenes are just summaries of scenes we've seen before. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we open the episode and Shakur and Josh are going to a funeral, question mark? I died. Like, obviously, <laughs> I got a picture of Shakur's outfit. Like, she fully looks like she... I thought, I was like, oh, this episode, someone died. They're on their way to a funeral. She looks like she's going to a funeral slash the royal ascot. She's wearing a fascinator with a veil. Yep. All black. Everything black. Head to toe. Both of them, actually. To brunch. To brunch. And this episode was a little (laughs) weird in that I could, other than the tattoo parlor, which we're going to talk about later, I couldn't clock anywhere they went. Like, they did not, there was no branding at all at the brunch place. Later, there's another restaurant involved. I could find nothing. Like, they really didn't do any, like, product placement at all or branding (laughs) in this episode at all. No. And we learn that Shakur is taking Josh to brunch because she has some news to share with him. Yeah. But the news is actually not really news. It's like a preference. It's that she doesn't want to do the vow renewal right now. I'm like, that's not news, but... Well, the reason I feel like it is news, and again, we've discussed this multiple times, and I think this is why Josh was so taken aback, it's not a fucking vow renewal. They are going to get married, and they've never been married. Like, it, it annoys me. Yeah. Um... Also, the conversation pops off very early with the drink order. Uh, because Shakur orders a Shirley Temple, which, fine, lovely. Yeah. But in the world of mocktails, also in 2023 or whenever this was filmed, or now in 2024, you, you can get a lot of really dope things. So Shirley Temple, fine, do you. But I'm just, at brunch, I feel like you could, you know, do something slightly more interesting. But then Josh goes to order a Bloody Mary with Grey Goose. And Shakur tells the server he'll also have a Shirley Temple. Like, why can't he just have tomato juice? Like, why does he have to, like, just get it without the vodka? I mean, I thought it was funny that she's like, no, you're going to have ginger ale and sugar water. And you're going (laughs) to like it. I was like, what? I don't... And then they get into a very strange conversation about how he says that that's controlling. Don't disagree. It was controlling. And... She says that she's basically obligated to save him and she feels responsible for his sobriety. Oh no. Huge red flag. (laughs) Big problem. Really bad, 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 bad. Yeah. And he says that he took a Benadryl to help him sleep after the gym. There was a lot of emphasis on the gym in this conversation. But basically, I think maybe his like body was sore or something. And so he took a Benadryl to just like knock himself out and Shakur didn't like it. Because she said it reminded her of opioids because opioids make you sleepy and relaxed and Benadryl makes you sleepy and relaxed. And she, I mean, I get where she is massively overcorrecting and like hovering over him and is like, I, but you cannot control someone else's sobriety. He has to want it. He has to do it. I feel like she's definitely not going to Al-Anon and I'm wondering if he's not going to narconon or na or whatever yeah narcotics anonymous yeah because i i mean i haven't even been in any of these programs but even i know enough that like everything they're doing is wrong like her controlling is gonna like make him want to use again yeah like he needs to want this for himself um i think all of the gym talk was him basically trying to say like hey i have replaced my addiction to drugs with an addiction to the gym which is fine a lot of people do that but like I think that's where it was coming from, but her whole, I'm going to micromanage your sobriety is not going to work. No, it's not. And this entire episode, I really wish we had a timeline on how long they were together after filming Wrapped. 
What do you mean? Well, I don't think they're still together. To right now, they're not together? I don't think so. Oh. I did not realize that. I don't think so. Oh. So. Because it doesn't, it doesn't seem great. No, it doesn't seem great. Yeah. And then they have this whole conversation about, like, who's been a rock for who? That also didn't seem great? No, that was very weird. Yeah, they got in a who supports who more argument. Um, and it was, it was interesting. Because she was like, I've done this for you. And he's like, but I've done this for you. And I, it, it, it was, it was a little strange and very unhealthy. And, and then she waits until the conversation's very tense to drop the vow renewal news. And he says, oh, so you're making false promises now. <laughs> it was te- It was actually like, I wonder if they screamed at each other their entire car ride home. Probably. I mean, yeah. he also said to her that when she was talking about, when he was saying that he was there for her with the sisters... Um, and then he basically said to Shakur, like, I think that you like it. Like, I think you live for the drama. I think yep. that you instigate it. And I think that you, you like it. And I think that he's not entirely wrong. I also want to say, um, this is a little bit of a side note, mea culpa. I've said things on this podcast before about Shakur's neck. Um, it's not nice to comment on other people's appearances and something they can't do about. And I shouldn't have done it. But, um, I think it's scarring. Like, I was really looking and looking at the other sisters, and it's not just a neck. Like, there's something going on. Like, it almost looks like scarring to me. So, I don't know if it was, like, a lift that she had or what's up, but I was laser focused on it this time, and I don't think it's just, like, her neck from looking at her phone. No, and I actually noticed in certain shots, like, of her face this episode, there there seems to be something kind of... Well, her lips have gotten bigger. Yes, and there's a shot of them from the side that made me gasp. Yeah. But there was also, there was just, I agree that there was something kind of going on with her face that I sort of wondered, like, maybe she had something done that didn't go Go right, and then she had to correct it or something. But also, this is what we do. We watch TV, and then we comment on it. And she is also beautiful regardless. 100%. She's absolutely gorgeous. Um, But I don't, I feel like it's not fair for me to comment on it if it's just because she's older and her neck has some lines in it. I think it's okay for me to comment if she's had botched plastic surgery. I I Um, think she did. And and I think it was some kind of, because it's it's weird, like, uh, usually with aged neck, you see lines, and hers are almost raised. It looks like scarring. Mm. So I'm fascinated by it. I couldn't stop staring at it, but sorry. A little weird no, little they, I, I would love to sit down with all these ladies and have like a walkthrough of like, what have you done to your face? Well, there are some really good YouTube channels that do that about yes. like celebrities. And oh, there are a lot stars, of Instagram I'm, handles that do that too. Unfortunately, this show is not popular enough for anyone to have done that for. But. It actually kind of makes me sad too, because there are so many... My husband is the worst at this. He's convinced that beautiful women in Hollywood have never touched their face, and it's really maddening. No, wrong. And he's like, no, 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 she's natural. And I was like, according to what? Like, I get so mad. I showed him a side-by-side of Brad Pitt. And I said, Bill, he, he got a facelift. Yeah. And he's like, no, dudes don't do that. And I was like... Tom Cruise had one. Yeah. And I said, you don't look younger at 60. Yeah. It's not a thing. No. I know. He thinks everyone's natural, which is like kind of sweet and naive and infuriating. All right. I'm here for it. (laughs) So then we have a quick conversation between Jamila and Khadija. And Khadija basically is just saying that she's so sorry to Jamila that she went through her miscarriage alone. And she wants her to know she's always there for her and without judgment. Yeah, and also that she herself had had a miscarriage so she could relate and understand. And I mean, I think that poor Khadija, like the... 
ongoing theme with her, especially in the later episodes of the show, are that I am a very understanding, like, accepting person. None of you seem to see that about me, and I find it very upsetting that none of you feel like you can come to me with these things when all of you could have come to me with these things. I know. So I feel bad for her. This Also, this was another restaurant. Boy, I mean, you guys, like, I was a little late coming over here today, partially because I spent, like, ten minutes trying to figure out what fucking restaurant they were in. So, like, freeze-framing, <laughs> looking up... But all of the branding in the restaurant just said Studio City on it, which is a part of L.A. Like, it's not... No one would... It would be like if someone in D.C. named a restaurant like Logan Circle. Um, it was very weird. But, yeah. like, every single branded thing in the restaurant said Studio City on it. It was driving me crazy. Yeah. No. And this is where Jamila also tells Khadijah the only people who don't know about the miscarriage at this point are Mom and Shaista, the oldest yeah. sister. And I, I hope that doesn't come back to bite in the finale, but... It may. It we'll may. See. We'll see. I also like to call the oldest sister Shasta, like the I, cola. I know. It's hard not to. <laughs> it's hard not to. Yeah. Um, so then we go to a photo shoot with all the sisters. And Shakur makes it sound like they're doing the family portrait at Sears. Like, it's just been so long since they've had a photo. This is promo for the show. Like, I think this is one of the, like, promo images when you go to Hulu. Oh, probably, I'm sure. Yeah. I I just thought it was funny because when she first started talking about it, I thought it was a photo shoot for the fundraiser. And then she's like, oh, we haven't done a family photo shoot in forever. And I was like, uh. And also, why? Why is it a standard for family photo? You see this on TV. You see this in real life. What the fuck is with jeans, white Oxford shirts, or some semblance thereof, <laughs> and no know. shoes and socks? I don't know. Like, every family portrait on earth is that. Yeah. And to say that some of these ladies are wearing jeans is... A stretch. A stretch. Yeah, a stretch. Um, Nora looks like she's basically wearing, like, chaps. Like, but the front is missing also. Yeah, I did get pictures <laughs> of this. Um, so half... Some of the sisters are nude. Um, the nude sisters would be Hamida. Yeah. Um, Nor. Yeah. Um, was... Was Sadika? I think Sadika was the other one that was like Sadika actually had a tank top on with skinny jeans. So like the tank top was a little booby, but she then was fully Jamila? covered. It's Jamila. Jamila. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about exactly what they were wearing, like the nude ladies. Okay. So Nora is wearing a white lace bra bustier vibe with a collared shirt over it, but her jeans are missing. Okay, let's expand on collared shirt over it. It was a collared bolero half shirt with literally one button buttoned covering. I mean, you saw more bra than shirt. Um, the shirt stopped at the bottom of her bra. Like, that was yeah. not, like, it was on an Oxford. <laughs> and then her jeans looked like they'd been through a thresher. They yes. were, th I mean, shredded. And the only part of her body that was truly covered was her pelvis. Yeah. So if you had taken the bottom shreds <laughs> off the jeans... What was left would have resembled a bikini. Yes. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. So then Jamila and Hamida also have jeans on that are ripped. I did like pause to see whose jeans were actually fully intact from mm -hmm. hip to toe. And it was only Sadika. Okay. <laughs> so then Jamila is wearing like a crop top. Mm -hmm. And then Hamida, I think, is wearing a crop top as well that has sleeves but to say that she has underboob is an understatement. And it is basically just covering her nipples and it has some ruffles on the sides. Like, her tits are hanging out the bottom. Yes. Well, I think, wasn't Hamida... Well, I could look. I took the pictures. But wasn't Hamida's, 
like a tube top. Yeah. To me, this was like a tube top with sleeves. Yeah. Like half calf sleeves. And then, yeah, Hamida's did a crisscrossy thing. But like you said, barely, I, the bottom of the fabric of the, of the shirt, if we're going to call it that, um, <laughs> was barely covering the bottom of her nipple. Like yeah. there were, I've, I've, I don't know the last time I've seen that much underboob. Yeah. It was, I, I don't know how they were contained in there. She must have used a lot of tape. A lot of tape. Well, and it was very tight. It was very tight. Yeah. Or, she was, or I mean, she was falling out all over the place and well, we she, No, because she was lifting up her arms and all, all kinds of shit. So I think it was just very tight. But yeah, they were interesting choice for a family photo shoot um, and when half your relatives are conservative Muslims. But. Yes. And there's a lot of conversation about like, you all can't dress like this in front of mom. This is wildly inappropriate. Yeah. And Noor actually does button up her little shirt a little bit more when their mother comes out. I think she goes from one to three buttons. I, yes. She still gets some points for that, as opposed to Hamida, no, no, who I'm, did nothing. Yeah, no, she does get points, yeah, for sure. Hamida just, I actually, it made me laugh. Hamida just turns her shoulders really slowly so her mom can't see how no, much she No, she pulled her hair over it. Yeah. She pulled her hair over her tits. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, though, that, like, it, it the way it was edited, it seemed like the mom only had issue with Nor, even though she was the one that buttoned up more. Like, she wasn't saying anything about anybody else. It was Nor that she I don't was think she on. got a good look at Hamida. I think, too, that it was Nor's pants were so unsettling and one of the women says to her at one point like you're not even wearing underwear and she does say like yes i am i am wearing underwear um i liked that shakur said my sisters brought their beauty but forgot their clothes yeah (laughs) true um so anyway this is just more sort of like who hasn't spoken since they were all in sonoma um so obviously jamila and sadika haven't really talked and also khadija and shakur have also not really talked correct and khadija actually sort of is my MVP in this episode as with Noor because Noor always is my MVP. Um, but Khadija approaches Shakur and says, I know things are not 100 between us. Um, but she took, Oh, I should back up one second. Shakur announces to her sisters that the vow renewal is not going to happen right now. Yes. Yeah, so she's supposed to. And it. Khadija sort of says like, I'm going to let Shakur know that I'm there for her. I don't know what's going on, but for her to back off this, I assume something is going on. And so she says, I know things are not great with us. I'm here for you. And she sort of, they have this conversation, but then I got a little mad at Shakur because she was such a bitch in Sonoma and made such a big deal out of no one listening to her feelings and whatever. Khadija's coming to her and sort of saying, I'm really sorry I hurt your feelings. And Shakur's just like, water under the bridge, baby. But see, this is what they do. And this I is know. what we're watching the whole season. They have these giant... Below us, where you think like they're never going to talk again. The family is irreparably impaired. This is going to be awful. And then two days later, they're like, peace. Family. Great. Done. And they don't discuss it. They just kind of like brush it under the rug and be like, what's done, it's done, it's good, we're good, we're all good. Right. I just feel like Shakur could have maybe this one time tried a hybrid where she said, I appreciate you saying that. My feelings were hurt because of X, Y, Z. I would love to move forward now. But she doesn't. She's just... Full of shit. I think it's another reason why, as a viewer, it's harder to get invested in yeah. these big blowouts because you know nothing's going to come of it, and the next time they see each other, it's going to be like fine. Like I almost would have liked a really nice ongoing feud throughout the whole season that maybe got resolved at the end, or if they they don't have a reunion, but like at a reunion or something. But I know. he's like, we're gonna f-, like it's sometimes in the same episode we have a giant blow up, and then by the end of the episode it's like ah, and they it's never talked about. It's just like peace, we're cool. Yeah, it's weird. Water under the bridge, baby. Yep. That's what we could call this show. 
Um, and then at the end of the photo shoot, they bring out their mother, who's also wearing jeans, and they've all never seen their mother in jeans before. And, and she's, not, she's not wearing a head wrap either. Right. She brings it down to her shoulders. And their mom is so pretty. She really is. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's, and, like, compared to them, too, who have, like, really done so much to their faces and stuff, their their mom stands out as almost, like, the most beautiful to me I ways. think that, um, and I'm just going to call her Shasta. I think that Shasta is also beautiful. She is. They both are. Um... So then we go to the nail salon with Sadiqa and Jamila. Again, a no-name nail salon. Yeah, and this scene is just kind of... (laughs) I mean, to call any of these scenes bullshit is a big LOL. But this one in particular is because they're just getting their nails done and talking about how grateful they are for one another that they have done so much work on this event. Well, but they also address the... They don't address, they pretend to address... The way that Sadika responded to the uh, the miscarriage yeah. announcement, and and she's like, I'm really sorry. The way I responded, I think I was just like taken aback and didn't know how to deal with it. And she's like, Oh, it's fine. And I'm like, What? Like, no talk of like, yeah. how could you lie to me when we went to go talk to the IVF doctor together? Or yeah. that's why I respond. Like, none of that. It was just again, once again, it was like, Okay, it's fine. We're cool. And now let's just talk shit about our other sisters, and that's how we're gonna bond. Yeah. And they say some other shit for the event fell through. Well, yeah, and, they, and they blame Rabia. Well, they blame Rabia and Khadija. Okay. So they, um, where was I? My notes. Um, yeah, they say that Khadija and Rabia dropped the ball, um, especially with the goodie bags. And we find out, like, actually in the scenes from the next, that it, they made it seem, I was under the impression during this conversation, that Rabia had dropped the ball in getting all of the stuff to go in the goodie bags. But it turns out she just dropped the ball on ordering the actual bags the goodies go in, and somehow this is now costing them three times more. So I don't know if that's shipping or a rush job or whatever, but that's what they were complaining about. Yeah. I think with um, both of them, this is just foreshadowing for what we're going to talk about in a little bit about a reason why they're mad at them for other things. Yeah. Yep. So then we go to Chaotic Tattoo, mm-hmm. the only location we got with Turk, the tattoo artist. Who is very attractive. Yeah. This is cute. Good yeah. Dude. Um, and the wolf pack is getting matching tattoos. Yes. And spoiler, <laughs> there's a lot of fake tension about who's going to get one and who's going to back out. And in the end, no one backs out. No. And they also, they all should have backed out. Because, well, and they get them, again, this is so nonsensical to me, and at least Hamida kind of breaks the third wall a little bit, or the fourth wall a little bit. Um, they all get them on their rib cage, which is very, I've heard is very painful. I've heard it's very painful. But they are the teeniest, tiniest, thin line tattoo. Kyle Richards on Beverly Hills is doing the same thing. She's got like seven tattoos. They're all like this. In two years, they're going to be mush. You're not going to be able to tell what it says. Yeah. They're going to bleed together. It's dumb. Like, you're just going to have like a black mush on the side of your, your rib cage. Um, it probably took maybe five minutes each to do them. They were yeah. that small. Yeah, they're very small. And there's this big deal about how their mom can't see it. Well, and, but it's on TV. Yeah. Like, everyone's gonna know. And But I did think Hamida, I thought it was funny because Hamida did say, she was like, uh, everyone's gonna know I'm gonna get a tattoo now because it's gonna be on TV. And I was like, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much for acknowledging that. Also, so much kissing. Yeah. So much so kissing. Much kissing. Yeah. We have to kiss before anybody gets tattooed, after they get tattooed, encouragement to get tattooed. So much kissing. Yes. I'm sure <laughs> Turk was loving it. Um, and the tattoo <laughs> they get is, well, and, and that was another thing too. They totally, I, I guarantee you they knew what they were getting before they walked into the tattoo parlor. But when they first come in, they have this weird back and forth where they say they should get Roman numerals 
depicting their birth order. Yeah. Which would be even smaller. Yeah. I mean, that I could almost get behind because they could do that thicker and bigger, and but whatever. And then, I can't remember who it is. One of them is like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And then they say, oh, let's get mashallah, which um, means God willed it. And that's what they end up getting. Yeah. In Farsi. Yeah. Like, not written in English, but written in Farsi. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get a very short scene. It's not even a scene. It's basically just, like, a flash of them going to, like, a traditional clothing store or, like, a rental to rent clothes for this event. But there are just some jokes about how they look like Cinderella. Oh, and I forgot the other word that we learned during the tattoo was... Ugh. Zak... Zak... Kutra? Zak... I, I miss that. It's Z-A-Q-H-R-O-U-T-A. And it means high-pitched trills of joy. Oh, that's right. So when they go... Blah, 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 like, that's what that is. That's yeah. what that means. And they were doing a lot of that at the tattoo parlor. So. In addition to kissing, yes. In addition to kissing. There's a lot of that and a lot of kissing. Yeah. Yep. Good one. Um, so they're trying on some clothes, and then all of a sudden we're in the Wolfpack kitchen with Nora baking brownies. Um, not just any kind of brownies. Yeah. She's baking aphrodisiac brownies, so she and Hamida can really take their sister kissing to the next level, I guess. <laughs> like, why are you making aphrodisiac brownies, like, with your sister? sister. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know. And then Nora said, or Hamida gave her shit, like, who, who are you aphrodisiacing for? And she, and Nora just says, like, how do you know I'm in my bed alone? Okay. Yeah. And the aphrodisiac she puts in brownies is pomegranate seeds, which, whatever. But I also feel like pomegranate seeds are so watery in a baked good. I don't trust Nora to handle that well. But. Well, to be fair, Nora said she was doing this because everyone else says she can't cook. And maybe she was just proving them all right. Um, <laughs> I, they were also the smallest pan of brownies I've ever seen. Yeah. That was a teeny tiny Pyrex little pan. I mean, it would maybe make four brownies. Yeah. She also said, how do I get three-fourths of a cup? Do And Amita says, it's basic math. And she goes, do I use three of the one-quarter cup? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but classic Noor MVP style, she pushes Hamida to sort of say, like, hey, how was your trip to Paris? And Hamida just, you know, she swills her usual shit about how she just needed to do her, and it was such a reset, and she got her life back, and blah, blah, blah. And Norb said, I think you're feeling more comfortable because you're just going back to what you were doing in private. And you've completely backed off being honest with the rest of the family about what it is you're doing. 100%. Yeah. And then Hamida invents a new version of sexuality that I am very here for. She is an international bisexual. She is only yeah. going to experience her bisexuality abroad. In, abroad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. I think we need to add it to the LGBTQ. Like, I think let's, let's, <laughs> let's add it. I'm here for it. Very here for it. Bisexual with a passport. Yes. Um, and Nora looks at her and just says, hmm, sounds like a Band-Aid to me. Yeah. Shots fired. Well, she's right. She is like, right. I mean, at first, the way this was addressed, even when Hamida in her confessional, I was like, oh, she's like, oh, I've come to terms with things. I'm like, this is great. Like, she... And then she drops to, like, I'm just going to do it abroad. And I was like, what, girl? Like, uh, huh? And she claims it's because that L.A. is too small of a town. Um, and everyone knows each other. And it, but apparently, but she said abroad. So apparently the U.S. is too small of a town. Yeah. Lies. What? And I think that she has a girlfriend in Paris, specifically. 
Because even now, like she goes to Paris a lot. lot. She like that is her spot. Like she's in Paris a lot. That's her number one place to go. So I def I definitely think she's got a little action in in Paris. Yeah, I think so. All right, and then in our final scene, actually, because this episode was not not it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We are at Shakur's house, and we are assembling the goodie bags. And we're doing the asfand, the sort of like cleansing that they did way back in episode one to get rid of... burn seeds to get rid of the evil eye. This one was disappointing. The first one we had flames. Yeah. We had lots of stuff burning out. This was just some smoke. Yeah. Like I was a little disappointed with it. Yeah. And it didn't work. Oh, it sure did not work. No. I don't think it worked last time either, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So also I find it interesting that the goodie bags seem to take 30 seconds (laughs) for this event. And I like that they say, we're going to do it factory style. I'm like, you mean assembly line? You're going to assembly line? Yeah. <laughs> also, there's like 11 of you. Maybe that's why it only took five minutes. But it just, they make such a big deal out of these goodie bags. And they seem to get it done very quickly. And Jamila showed up with 20 boxes of stuff to go in them. Although we don't get to see any of it. So I guess maybe we will... Yeah. At the finale episode when they have the actual event. Yep. Um, and yeah, Josh has to help her carry the boxes in and yeah. And Shakur calls him dad in front of everyone, including her mother. Yeah. I can't with that. It is so gross. If they've broken up, do you think she still calls him dad? Ugh. Or does she call her new boyfriend dad? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe her new boyfriend would be her stepdad. Ooh. And I don't, I guess I don't know that they're not together anymore, but I assume so because of the legal stuff and I haven't seen her post any pictures with him. Well, I will try to make it my mission um, before we record the finale to do a bunch of like online digging. And yeah. I mean, unfortunately, there's nothing about the show on Reddit, sadly. I did join the Reddit subreddit, but there's nothing in it. Um, <laughs> I'll do some online digging and see if I can find anything out about the current state of their relationship. Yeah. All right. So we get a little bit of like a rundown of what's going to happen at this event. And Jamila asks all of her sisters to be there at five o'clock and be red carpet ready for press. And she needs all of her sisters to show up and socialize. All biz. Jamila's at 5.15. Just... They have to be there at 5.15. Sadika says 5.15 and Jamila says, no, 5. Oh, 5. Okay. Yeah. There's that 15 minutes a lot could change. So, um, so then Rabia speaks up and decides that she wants to tell all of the sisters about the vitamin serum that we learned about a couple episodes ago that her, Khadijah, and Muslifa have been working on. And Sadika immediately makes some weird jokes about the serum. And I didn't quite know what was happening. And then Sid says, Jamila and I have been in vitamins for eight years. Again, still not entirely sure what's happening. <laughs> well, there's a weird disconnect here because I they don't clarify any of this. But no. I feel like Jamila and Sid are probably in the nutraceutical space where they're selling pills that you take. Yeah. And I believe that the other three ladies are making a cream. A topical, yeah. Yeah. Like a moisturizer. Yes. So a it serum. is two very different things. Yes. So then they laugh in Rabia's face. So already things are like uncomfortable. Even Shakur says like the reception of Rabia's news wasn't nice. Like why are they laughing at her like that? But then Rabia, she really goes all in with this in a way that I disagree with yet respect. She says <laughs> that she's she's got her vitamin serum, they've got the packaging, and they're going to raffle some off at this event. 
And Jamila says, like, no, you're not. We have an auctioneer. The program is set. We're not going to have an auction and a raffle. That just doesn't make sense. Which is correct. It does not make sense. No, it does not. And the program is set. And they've hired an auctioneer. The items are already done. And then Rabia doesn't like that. And she just keeps going in. And she's like, well, we are part of this. We're going to do this. What I didn't understand, and this is on Rabia, Khadija, and Muslifa, if they were truly smart business women, they would have made up a billion samples to throw in the goodie bags. Yes. And then everyone would have been happy. Yes. So, but where I end up being on team Khadija, because Khadija basically says everyone's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rabia, if she had brought this to them in a different time, in a different context, and maybe, like you said, put it in the goodie bags, it would make sense. Yes. Her insisting on doing a separate raffle when there's already an auction is weird and self-serving, and it, it's odd. However, Jamila and Sadika go DEFCON 1, and they are so mean. Instead of just saying, next time we have an event, we will do something that involves your serum. We're excited for you. This event is already set in stone. We can't do it. That just shut her down nicely. And they can't. They start yelling at her about how she hasn't done anything. This isn't your event. This isn't about you. This is shameless promo. Blah, 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 blah. And Robbie is like, shameless promo? You've made this whole event about you. You're not even a refugee. And there's finger pointing and yelling and don't say this in front of mom. Don't say this in front of mom. You're a bitch. You're a, like. Meanwhile, they're literally sitting next to their mother. Yes. Yes. And every other sister is actually trying to defuse the situation. Khadija doesn't want fighting. Nor doesn't want fighting. Shakur doesn't want fighting. Hamida looks terrified. And it's really just Sid and Jamila versus everybody else. Rabia's on one, but they they are really, they're going all in. My favorite was when Rabia screamed at them, um, you are not an immigrant. Yeah. Which is, she's right. Well, and it is... You can see some of this tension that will, of course, be diffused in the finale because it's going to be water under the bridge. Oh, yeah. 60 minutes Sunshine from now. Sunshine and so, rainbows, yeah. Right. But you can see where there is this huge undercurrent of tension with this event. So Jamila's planning it, and she loves all the promo that comes from being the boss, which Rabia's not wrong about. But then it's in honor of refugees, which her sisters and their mother are, and she isn't. Yeah. So that's... I see both sides. I see both sides. Her wanting to do a raffle in addition to an auction is weird. I would not necessarily be on board with that. But Sid and Jamila are being bitches. They're being big bitches about this. Um, um, well, except, now this is where, and I do love Rabia, but I feel like where Rabia takes it a step too far. She does too. And tells their mother not to go to the fundraiser anymore. Yeah. In Farsi. Yeah. That's savage. Um, all the while, Noor, and I got a very good picture of this, is hanging out in the corner doing the hookah. She's literally <laughs> just like chill in the corner smoking a hookah. Um, and then Sid in Farsi says, um, that bitch, tell her to shut her mouth. To the mother. Yeah, that's bad. We all know you don't talk like that in front of the mother. Well, was she saying it to the mother? I thought she was saying it to Shasta. like the room. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think she said it to the mother. I think it was just like being said. I thought the mother was standing right there when she said it, though. I think she was, but I don't think she was addressing. I don't think she was addressing it to her mother. Yeah, she also called Rabia evil. Yeah, she did. 
And I actually really appreciate that Noor ran over to Jamila and Sadiqa and she was basically like, pull your shit together. You're spiraling in front of everybody. Like, this is embarrassing for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's It got messy. What I respect about Rabia, though, and now that you've seen it in my dog today, when you bark at her first, you're dead to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rabia, she takes no shit. Ooh, ooh. Um... But then, at the end of the episode, you know, they're trying to leave us with this big cliffhanger over who's going to come to the event and who's not. And the answer is they're all going to be there and it's going to be water under the bridge. So, let's just, spoiler alert, let's just make that prediction. Um, But Shakura is trying to talk down Jabila and Sadika and saying the same thing that Nora is saying. Like, you all are being embarrassing. Like, this is not cool. And the mother summons them. Yes. The mother wants to speak them and the weird thing is they're very traumatized about it they're like yeah they're like oh my god oh, now mom oh. and i was like us? two seconds ago you were screaming and yelling in front of her yeah. like i don't like what I and don't now you get can't it. have a conversation with her um i also think that and khadijah was comforting the mother while all of this was going on yes i also think though that i am a little confused about what makes rabia khadijah and muslifa think that they are qualified to make a serum I don't know. I mean, at least Sadiqa and Jamila are in a health and wellness space with their jobs, but I don't, the re- I mean, it'd be like you and I were like, let's make a face cream. And then we just <laughs> spent the afternoon throwing some shit in a pot. Like, I don't, like, what are what's your qualifications for this? I don't know. And I have to say, I was thinking about it when they were talking about the serum and the vitamins and all that kind of stuff. The skincare space is literally so oversaturated. There are, there is too much skincare. Yeah. Agreed. Like, that's like me saying I'm going into the candle business. We don't need any more of those either. I wonder, though, I mean, I feel like it is a trope of reality stars to get in the skincare space. I mean, we've got Kim Zolciak Beardman's beauty thing. We've got um, Whitney Rose from Salt Lake City. Like, a lot of them have tried to go into this space, and I think they've made a decent amount of money. So maybe that was their thought process. Like, we're going to be reality stars, and, like, this is how we're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. All the fragrances, the makeup space is very crowded. Because I feel like if you're in reality, like the ways that you can make money on the side are alcohol yeah, and skincare. And as a Muslim family, I don't think alcohol, although Lisa Barla's a Mormon and she's selling alcohol in Salt Lake City. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like those are the spaces that reality people get into. That's true. It's funny. What was Kim's called from Zosia? Cashmere. <laughs> With a K. With a K. That's yeah. actually, I don't hate that. That's very on brand for her. Yeah. <laughs> I also got my friend a bottle of Tom's Good Love and Whiskey as a joke before, before Sandoval. Sandoval. Yeah. Um, and my husband let me know that it's actually quite easy to like rent a barrel and make your own and that I could have my own whiskey if I want to. And I was kind oh. of excited by that. All right. Maybe we should make one hit wonderful pod whiskey. Yeah. We both don't drink it. I kind of yeah. like the irony. <laughs> well, that's like Snoop Dogg is hawking some alcohol right now and he doesn't drink either yeah yeah so and j-lo has her own alcohol she doesn't drink no she probably hasn't had a drink in like 20 years yeah that's why she looks so, so good that could be our space <laughs> um but yeah you're there so then like you said we the next the, the finale is the actual fundraiser and in the scenes from the next we get a bunch of bullshit about how the elders and the mom are probably not coming to the fundraiser but of course they are everyone's going to show up and have an amazing time and it's going to go off seamlessly yep um another trope that we got during the end of this episode that we've also been getting a lot in the past few episodes was that the show is tearing us apart oh yeah 
Yeah. Again, like we thought this reality show would bring us together, but instead it is tearing our family apart. Yeah. But let's go season two. <laughs> like a lot of their like, social media has been about like let's have a season two, and I'm like, but if it was tearing your family apart, maybe you shouldn't have a season two. Right. And it's not as though there wasn't drama in this show, and I realize we have an episode to go. But also, I want something that I could have like made fun of or laughed at in this show, and it wasn't quite that. Like it wasn't enough satire for me either. Um, you obviously weren't paying enough attention to their outfits at the photo shoot. Because no. Because <laughs> I was rolling off the couch at that. There was some of that. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't as funny as some other reality shows with this much drama. A hundred percent. But this, this, I feel like where this sh- show really delivers in the funny department it's are clothing. hair and outfits. Like, we have seen so many stupid hairstyles and ridiculous outfits during That's the course true. of this show. I am very much here for it. That's true. I mean... Shakur's heart braids. Never forget. Never. Never, ever, ever forget. (laughs) Um, Well, I think that's all we've got for this one. And um, we will be talking to you guys in two weeks for the finale. And we will be announcing what show we're going to cover next. Oh, yeah. Which we are headed now to dinner. And we're going to have to discuss because we're going to have to figure it the fuck out. (laughs) Real soon. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nanasmink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>